0: Hello,
1: hello, everyone. Big hello, everybody. Welcome, everyone, to episode six. Is this the sixth one? No, I think it's the sixth one. Episode six of Cancel and Gretchen. How has your week been?
0: It's actually been pretty good, man. Work's ramping up, getting stuff to work out, work, and long hours, but pretty good. Um, I'm still trying to get into the fitness routine. I've just bloated up. So, yeah, I'm working on that. But things are going good so far. How about you?
1: Same, same. Work's picking up. So, yeah, it's going to be busy for quite a while now.
0: That's awesome, actually. I I personally enjoy being busy right now because otherwise there's nothing else to do, like, at least in, in a city like where I live at, where everything's pretty much still shut down and yeah without a car i can't really go out of the city so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i prefer working than staying home so yeah and yeah i mean it also keeps me away from twitter so that helps because this week i have like every morning i have woken up usually i wake up in the mornings and try to like work out or do meditation something that you know gives me a positive start to the day but this mm. week has been pretty crappy. I've woken up and checked Twitter every morning. And oh my God, every night I, I sleep pretty early and I wake up and I see crazy stuff has been happening in the US. And it's just so overwhelming. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, it's just too much. It's just too much.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's it overwhelming is the word. But I want to start this episode by giving credit where it's due. I think. The... But do you
0: mean you're giving me credit <clears throat> for the genius that is this podcast? If if so, I will take it. Thank you.
1: Sure, that too, uh, but more so the Democratic Party, which huh. whom I have railed against a lot. Yeah, this might come as a bit of a surprise to you, but I think they've done a pretty good job of keeping the economic extremists away. I feel like, I mean, I do love Bernie, but socialism is not for America. Call it what you want. You can add whatever adjective in front of it, but it's just not for America. There are certain things like universal healthcare that need to be... that I think makes sense, but a lot of the other things would just ruin what makes this country special. And I think the Democrats, to their credit, have recognized that. And they're keeping 19th century politics away, which is something that I feel... Needs to be, you know, brought up and they deserve a pat in the back. Having mm-hmm. said that, I don't think they're doing enough to keep 21st century Marxism at bay, by which I mean woke politics in cancel culture. This morning, okay, so it's Friday the 28th of August when we're recording this. No one has come out and condemned what happened to Rand Paul, man. That's just...
0: Oh my god, this is what I woke up to and it just made me so miserable watching that. Oh, this is so horrible. Oh my god. Just I just imagine myself being in that group, being heckled by those loud mobsters, just walking along with me, bullying me. Oh my god. It's just, it's an awful experience. So
1: your First Amendment gives you the right to have a conversation with anyone about anything But there needs to be some level of decency, man. I mean, these people are, I I don't know who they represent. And I guess that is why the Democrats haven't condemned them because they don't want to associate with these type of elements. But they have to be, they represent somebody or they represent nobody. I don't know, but they need to be condemned across the board.
0: I guess they are a part I mean they would call themselves BLM supporters. I don't know if they are the base, like the root I, supporters. I, 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 I don't know. I don't, think, know so. I, I don't um, think so.
1: Unfortunately, I'm not able to distinguish between BLM and Antifa anymore, and that's not a good thing.
0: Yeah, that's not a good thing. And also, like the funny part was Rand Paul was getting bullied uh, saying that he About... wasn't doing enough for like black people's rights and specific um what Breonna, Taylor. that? Breonna Taylor's murder case and he's the one who passed legislation calling for an investigation into that case so of all the people to bully on the right I don't know why they picked him I mean he's, These people he's don't libertarian care. They don't care, man. Logic doesn't matter to them. That's what's so scary. Because imagine you are in that situation. Like, let's say you were standing next to Rand Paul for whatever reason. No amount of logic or explanation or patient, you know, dialogue will help get through to them, man. And that's scary. Like, that is super scary. Like, I would feel so unsafe amongst, like, irrational people screaming at me and prone to violence. It's just... Ugh. I don't know. It's like every what's day this
1: week has. Is, been... What's worse is like left-leaning, or no, not left economically, but liberal commentators and journalists have absolutely nothing to say. They incessantly bitched and whined about the lack of social distancing in the RNC. But you think this was fine? Someone coming and screaming in your in a senator's face. What the fuck?
0: I know. And and I'll tell you, like, I had a very interesting conversation with a Twitter follower, um, who I'm getting to know, he I I believe he's African American. And so he's helped me understand like, the BLM's point of view, because he always argues with me on my tweets and stuff. And one thing I learned from him this week, uh, was something I still don't agree with, but I learned a side of their argument, that, which is why a lot of them are quiet, is that they believe that highlighting these violent riots and talking about them even a little bit higher like in amount than talking about police violence. So let's say you talk 10 sentences about police violence. If you even talk 11 sentences about violent riots, you're automatically dominating the conversation towards the riots, which according to them is the (coughs) tactic of enforcing white supremacy. So even though you're not a white supremacist and you're not a racist, by speaking about the riots, even a tad more than talking about uh, cops, you are like twisting or, you know, turning the conversation into that topic, which deviates from what BLM is fighting for. And as a result, you're fighting for this. So this is why, so this is like important because we are, we don't understand it. Like you and me, we are like, okay. Okay. Police violence is bad. Of course, it's bad. Violent mm-hmm. riots are also bad. Public Damage to public property is bad. Ruining people's businesses is bad. Like, all of these are bad. Maybe some is, like, worse than the other. Like, murder is obviously worse than damage to property. There's no question about that. And we will, like, call everything out. But according to them, if you call one thing out, even a little more than the other, we, we do that because the riots have been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks, whereas the police violence happened like weeks ago or months ago. And so it's natural for people to be embroiled in that cycle of events. And so they see it as us enforcing the status quo, which is akin to white supremacy. So this is important for us to understand because that is the reason why a lot of liberals and leftists are not speaking up about it. Because if they do, they are probably thinking it. But if they do speak up about it, these activists will come out and like these woke people will come out and say, by highlighting this, you're enforcing white supremacy. So nobody is going to talk about it, dude. It's just going to be you and me and we are going to get, we are going to be called prejudiced or like soft, soft, big- bigoted or whatever. But yeah,
1: pointed that in an otherwise excellent speech, Barack Obama said peaceful protesters. Tell that to the shop owner in Kinosha whose shop got burnt down, the used car lot owner whose all of his all of his cars were burnt. What do you tell those people that no nothing nothing happened?
0: I know. It's it's very heartbreaking watching those videos. It's very heartbreaking. Those people are suffering so much and they didn't do anything wrong in this situation. That's what they're crying, that we didn't, we didn't do anything. We didn't participate in this. We are not to blame. Why are we getting attacked like this? And, and of course, like, it's very sad. And that's the and, problem. Like, if we express sympathy or empathy for them, we are like, supporting or we are like anti-BLM. And as a result, we are anti-black people. And as a result, we are pro-white supremacy. And so it's like a really weird, uh, slippery slope argument. But they, like the wokists have like successfully made it into a dogma because it's like a majority opinion on the woke side. And that's the reason you won't see many left-leaning people call this out because they'll immediately get called out. Like literally, um, wait, Chris who Murphy. was this? Chris Murphy. Wasn't that the funniest thing ever? Oh, my God.
1: That's uh, so sad. That is so
0: sad. sad. Yeah, maybe you want to tell the listeners what exactly happened. Yeah, so
1: Chris Murphy, who's I think the senator of Connecticut, said that police shooting people in the back is bad, but destroying property is also bad. He was then forced to delete the tweet. And then then he wrote,
0: it's not that hard to call both out. And yeah, he was forced to delete it because he made, he he sort
1: of... He drew an equivalence between apparently murder and property destruction. Exactly. Do people have invested their lives into those properties. It's not just, it, it's not brick and mortar that's going down. It's, it's livelihoods.
0: I know. I know. I saw so many heart-wrenching videos this week. It's just, yeah, it's made me feel very disillusioned. And it's so weird, dude. Like, this stuff is happening in these cities in the US. And when you turn on the news, you see all this but then like if you turn your turn that switch off and go to work, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's oh, batting I... an eye. Nobody has talked about this. Like literally nobody. So it's like everything is normal at work. And you come back home and turn on the news and crazy stuff is happening. And I, I don't know. It's just weird to live in these two realities. It's just so weird. And this is not a case of Twitter is not real life. This is not happening on Twitter. This is happening in real life. It's happening right?
1: in real life. It is happening in real life.
0: Oh, it's horrifying, man. It's horrifying. It just pains me so much.
1: It needs to stop. Did you see what happened in Minnesota? Yes, Again. that is
0: insanity. I'm that so was... scared. Like, I'm so scared. Seriously.
1: It's... Okay, so just for context. A guy shot himself in the public. The police reached to help him or something of the sort. No, I think but the people... police
0: were pursuing him. Oh, the um... police were
1: pursuing But he committed suicide, that's the point of the matter and people thought or assumed that the police shot him and therefore they decided to riot again and destroy property. I mean,
0: Yeah, on the street where he was dead, uh, there was a mall and all the high-end stores in that street have been looted in 24 hours and then the cops were forced to release the video like CCTV footage of the guy shooting himself showing that it was a suicide. How oh my god, how tragic is that? Where right, like the official police department is releasing a video of a man shooting himself. How disturbing is that? And this is and, no how is this normal? How why is why why is nobody bothered about this?
1: Because people have two different because there are two alternate realities now. So in the aftermath of that that kid that kid who went and shot two people oh, in yeah. you know. So there's an entire Twitter thread. Uh, we should probably retweet it from our account at Cancel for whoever one has, isn't following us yet. But yeah, so there's this entire Twitter thread about how the left and right wing media have painted two entirely different narratives about the same account.
0: Oh, that's vocal distances. Uh, yeah, what, analysis, this,
1: right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah.
0: That's a cool one. account. That's
1: a cool account. Yeah. What on. Earth, man, how can you not have consensus about something of this sort? Objectively, a deranged kid took a rifle, went into across state borders and shot two other deranged people. That's what happened. Everyone involved is crazy out of their, I mean, they are, they are beyond any redemption. None of these people are nice people. None of these people were. Yeah, they're just. Ir- I don't want to say worth saving, but they're just irredeemable. Yep. And the left has gone with a narrative of oh, white supremacist kid. I don't think he's <laughs> white supremacist. He's just insane he was completely oh and
0: there's a video of him before he shot people where he's like oh i'm here to support vlm i'm here to defend <coughs> i'm just here to prevent violence i'm just precisely and the right
1: wing and the right wing media is like oh but he he's shot the savior he's the
0: defender What's of personal property,
1: property? A bloody
0: rifle i mean the oh god and the, that's he was the problem also, that's the problem with got, the second amendment these idiots These right-wing idiots, they're so passionate about their guns and the Second Amendment. And they see this as like a holy mission on that guy's part, you know, like a noble mission where the cops are not taking any action. And so he gets to defend from, defend like property and people from damage.
1: Here's something I've realized with the last few months. The opposite of bad is also bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think you made this point last in the last podcast. It's very true. It's getting proved. This axiom. It's becoming an axiom at this point.
1: What the f- Oh, God. Completely stupid. An entire town and neighborhood has been destroyed now. I
0: know. I I don't know, dude. Yeah, the shooting of this uh, guy, Jacob uh, Blake Jacob Blake yeah. I mean, it's quite sad. I don't know, man. It's like,
1: I the other day I was
0: saying that it's terrible that he's been shot. And I'm waiting to see what the investigation says. And for that, I got attacked saying just saying that I want to wait for the investigation suggests that I don't believe that it was a case of, you know, police violence. And as Apparently, a result, I'm, I'm, I'm befriending or like I'm abetting white supremacy. This is like insane, dude. This kind of... How do you engage with people who talk like this? How do you try to have rational dialogue with people who talk you like
1: this? You simply cannot.
0: And this woke stuff is poison, dude. I, I just can't deal with this.
1: It, and it's just becoming more... It's just becoming endemic. The NBA totally called late. off their games. Then the ML, the baseball, basketball, and then the bas- baseball teams also called off their games.
0: I'm okay I'm, with that, actually. I'm okay with I, that. I, like, I'm, it's just I'm
1: okay with that. I'm, I'll, I mean, the players have full discretion and independence to make their own decisions. I, I don't want to speak on behalf of them about how they must be feeling. I'm sure it must be gut-wrenching for them. Most basketball players are African-Americans. So I'm sure it must be heartbreaking for them. Having said that, I think sports are a unifier. And in a country where, in in not just the U.S. I mean, in across the world, we are becoming more and more splintered and individualized. We're becoming more individualistic, and we're becoming more tribalistic at the same time. Make whatever of that you will. No,
0: it makes total sense. Like sports has become political, and that's like
1: ruined and sports. Some regardless of how you felt about Republicans or Democrats, you could at least support the Chicago Bulls or the Los Angeles Lakers or whatever. There was something you had in common with someone from the other end of the political spectrum. And and if you can't even do that, then you, then you basically have two different countries with the same passport and that's not a good situation.
0: I think that's been the case in America for a few years now. There has been two Americas and there's going to continue to be. It's getting worse and worse. Like the polarization is getting worse. Think.
1: I don't think you can continue to be two different countries with the same passport. It's not going to, it's not going to, it's, that's not a lasting marriage.
0: It's not, it's not. And I'm afraid of where it will go. It's like these riots also, like they make me feel that people are on edge and it's so easy to trigger them. Like, you know, that rumor in Minnesota, that the guy was like shot by the police. It immediately Mm -hmm. led to that reaction, right? Within 24 hours. So, it's like people are on edge in every city. And so, it's like the next shooting, it's going to become really bad really fast. And oh. and the next shooting is going to happen because cops are going to mess up. I mean, I saw this thread Uh, someone, like there was this black guy who's a contrarian or a right-winger, I guess. I, I can't remember his name. But he posted a thread of every white guy in 2019 who was an unarmed white person who has been shot by the cops. And there were like 24 such cases. And similarly for black people, I think there were 19 or maybe, maybe I'm mixing, I'm like reversing the numbers, but they were kind of similar in numbers, like the number of people, unarmed people shot by the cops. And so he like had photos of them and the context in which they had been shot. And it's like, so it's happening even to white people. I'm not saying it's not happening. Like it's not, it's I'm not saying that the police are not racist towards black people. They probably are. Some of them are, for sure. But the point is, it's going to happen again. Like, just his thread, he thought the point he was making is that, oh, it's not just black people who get killed by cops unarmed. It's also white people. It's true. And that's the problem. Like, cops, the training, something is weird about the training of cops yeah, over they- here. They're super militarized <laughs> Militarized because the chances of encountering a citizen who has a firearm is very high in this country. And so the cops have to always take these decisions and, you know, want to defend themselves. And as a result, these kind of shootings will never ever, you know, go to zero unless the cops start dying, right? so it's like it's going to happen and the next time it happens i i don't know man like people are so wired up right now how do we cool this down like why why isn't either party trying to cool down the tensions the tensions are only mounting day by day and there's only silence like the De- democratic party is not speaking up if they are if they are like for blm shouldn't they try to restore some normalcy because supposedly the republicans are the party of racists Why would they care? Like they would just, or I don't know, if they cared, they would send in the National Guard and try to control these riots.
1: What's happening is the Democrats and Republicans are selling two different layers of the Maslow hierarchy. The Republicans are selling fear. And there is. There is reason to be fair, so they're looking, they're trying to make people, they're telling people that if you elect us, we'll make you feel safer. Whereas the Democrats are going with all of this. And they will,
0: they will. It's not an empty promise. They will.
1: I mean, they're in power now.
0: Republicans are the party of law and order, so I have no doubt that they will.
1: All right, but and the Democrats are going with the more intangible of the soul of the nation this country needs healing and this and that and man, I think more people are going to be looking out for safety than whatever this means. This this is way further. I don't know if it's self actualization. I don't know where in the hierarchy the soul of the nation falls but safety comes first. Unless you feel safe you can't feel any of the other stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean if you're in the middle of a riot with protesters screaming at you you're not going to be like... Yeah, and- like- you're not going to be like, let's heal together. It's like, let me get the fuck out of here because I'm scared.
1: Precisely. So like it or not, the Republicans have a better positioning than the Democrats do.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Trump campaign needs to just play videos of these riots over and over again. Exactly. The election. exactly.
1: And exactly. the Biden
0: campaign just has to play videos of Trump blabbering about coronavirus over and over again. So each side has its own, you know, masala to sell. To propel their own, but campaigns. I think the
1: Democrats, the Democrats have to make it very have to make it abundantly clear that they need to condemn what's going on and they need to acknowledge that Antifa is a Antifa terrorist
0: is a organization.
1: Let's not even go that far. Acknowledge Antifa as a problem. Disassociate yourself from Antifa. They're a hate group. At least call them a hate and group.
0: And it's not like they like the Democrats anyway. They are like super far there left. Are, and the Democrats are there not are left, leftist enough. So, yeah. Shouldn't be that hard to disavow. You
1: cannot... Disavow you, you cannot reason with Marxists. You absolute... Dude, there are... Oh, God. Yesterday on Twitter, I came across some... God knows why these... I've curated my feed... But still, one or two Marxist people will pop up every now and then. (laughs) So the European Union uh, had some sort of, in memory of all of those people who succumbed to fascism and Stalinism. Good. Mm -hmm. I'm happy they drew an equivalence there. It's true. Mm -hmm. Stalinism is arguably worse. Mm -hmm. Some communist, Hammer and Sickle in his bio or his Twitter name or whatever says, There is no equivalence, communism, ended fascism, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, God, these people are crazy, man. There are, you know, there are people who unironically support Kim (laughs) Jong-un. For real? For real. What? Why? I mean, he is an incredible meme. But come on, dude. Like, how can you unironically support Kim Jong-un? The only reason they support him is because... Communism, dude. It's a disease. It's a. Di- it's like, the <laughs> Communists are not much better than Al Qaeda. Okay. Okay. Wait, what's you the
0: safe that? word for this episode? We need to set a safe word for this episode.
1: You you said Antifa is a terrorist group. I just referred to one terrorist <laughs> no, that, group by name. No, that that wasn't
0: even that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't even my own dialogue though. That's just like a meme. Antifa declare Antifa as a domestic terrorist group. I don't necessarily think they're a terrorist group. Uh, I just said that because that's like a famous right wing meme. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're crazy and they tend to be violent and I'm scared of them. They're more like gangs, I guess. I would just, you know, they're equivalent they're anarchists. to gang, gang violence. They're anarchists.
1: Yeah, I, don't they're think
0: anarchists.
1: They, there is, I don't know if there is a central leadership. I don't know where they're even getting their funding from. Are they getting their funding from anything? I have no idea. I Actually, no they, idea.
0: there's like so many different Antifa branches that it's really hard. They don't have a coordinated effort. And, you know, one group stands for one thing and the other stands for another. And so it's very complicated. It's it's not as simple as, you It's crazy,
1: know. man. It's completely. Have you seen the Joker?
0: Yes, I have. I loved it. it
1: it feels like that.
0: It does. Oh my like, God. It does. I'm so scared right now. I don't know. Why. It, the fear thing it, is working at least. For me.
1: That's it. Oh man. This is terrifying. What's also terrifying is you do have no idea what's going to happen on November 3rd, regardless of who wins.
0: That is what I'm most scared about. Is like, what will the United States be like? Will we be able to get out of our apartments on after November 3rd? I don't know. No idea. I don't. I'm scared of that day. That's what I'm scared about mostly. Right now things in my city are okay. I mean there's like a tiny protest here and there but it's all good. But I'm nervous for the Pacific Northwest and how things are there and now the Midwest and I really hope things cool down soon and I hope these investigations are you know fast tracked and we get a consensus clear answer that's like Fact based and not agenda driven soon enough. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like at this point, if let's say investigation reveals X and Tucker Carlson talks about it, the left wing will never believe it. They'll believe that the cops made up the evidence, the DA is covering up. Who knows? Maybe maybe the DA is covering there up.
1: There are no facts anymore. There are no facts anymore. That's what woke culture has done, right? I mean. There's no such thing as biological sex. Everything. You can believe whatever you want to.
0: Yeah. And like, it's very hard to argue with people like that, right? Like, what do you... You go can't. With? You can't. You
1: can't argue with deluded people. In accepting mental health issues, we have sort of normalized crazy people. I mean, these are crazy people. Let's just call them that. Let's just call them that. I, I, on anecdotally, based on Twitter, I feel like there's a very strong correlation between mental health issues and far left political beliefs. I feel not the that same. I think, not that I think people on the far right have like the sh- sharpest tools in the shed, but I think they suffer from an empathy deficit more than an intellectual. Yeah. Deficit.
0: Yeah. It's more about sociopathy. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree.
1: Also, now, while we're on the topic of far-left people, I want to talk about Lorena Gonzalez. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. This absolute heathen fiend of a woman, man. She is out to destroy the one thing that makes America great. Silicon Valley. Mm. I mean, not directly. Yeah. So, she came out with this legislation called AB5, which... According to her, protects the working class. She is literally a union-backed... Uh, so, okay, let me give high-level context. Lorena Gonzalez is a California Assemblywoman who is backed by unions. I think her dad was also a union leader. Something of the sort of... She herself is a union leader. As left as you can get. She comes into the state assembly. She proposes and actually gets a legislation passed called AB-5 that mandates workers to be recognized as employees if they cross either the threshold of a certain number of hours worked or direct contribution or material contribution to the company's core business. The, The technicalities don't matter. Hmm. Immediately, and this was I think in December
0: 2019,
1: Hmm. immediately this had consequences for freelance journalists.
0: Yes, I've heard about
1: this. Ironically, who tend to be woke. They were out of a job because magazines or websites or whatever, whoever, BuzzFeed, whatever, they couldn't hire freelancers anymore because they'd have to treat them as employees and treating them as employees means you have to give a lot more benefits and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. which pushes up your costs, etc. And Uber and Lyft were, they they said that they will not comply and there was a protracted legal battle and as of two weeks ago, last week, the the court said, you have to comply. So Uber and Lyft said, fuck it. We're just going to stop our services in California. Holy shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Thankfully, the San Diego or San Jose mayor and the court sort of intervened and an injunction was brought in. So the law did not, does not yet apply to Uber and Lyft. But this lady is trying her hardest to make sure it does. But this is the thing, man, 19th century fucking politics cannot, is not applicable to a 21st century economy. You are dealing with like, you're dealing with robots, you're dealing with automation, you're dealing with artificial intelligence, you cannot bring up like Marxist unionist policies anymore. That is not how the world works. That is simply not how the world works.
0: Yeah, it's funny how the Democratic Party is like very, very pro union except for cop police unions. Like that is apart like, from that, they're yeah. like for all unions except for police unions. I oh, say so like break up all I don't, unions. I am not they, like for any unions.
1: Which is where I started the episode by giving the Democrats a lot of credit. I've that I think they've kept those elements at bay. Um uh, it's was
0: debatable, no... but
1: there was no But okay, software. at least
0: through the DNC I would say that you were right. But
1: yeah, the DNC besides featuring Bernie, which they had to, and the token appearance by AOC, there were no none of the other members of the squad were there. None of the so called progressive. I mean, you call the I mean, oh god, progressives, man. I I'll go into a side rant. But none of those guys were there. So and also, okay. This is the right time for me to do it. Can I just say I really, really like John Kasich? I know it's very fashionable to hate on him. He's like the political <laughs> version of he's like the political version of Nickelback. Yep, he is. I like Nickelback too, by the way.
0: Me too. I like two of their songs. So yeah,
1: Far Away and If Everyone
0: Cares, oh, yeah. Nobody Dies
1: photograph also. Okay, sorry, sorry. But John Kasich is a very, very sensible legislator and and administrator. He is as moderate as it gets. He is anti-unionist and the Democrats say anti-unionist, like that's a bad thing. No, that's a good thing. I know. (laughs) Which means he is a rational, very efficient legislator. He is apparently anti-abortion which... Obviously, I disagree with, but then you can't have everything.
0: You can't have everything exactly.
1: Yeah, and, so, and he's
0: willing to speak at the DNC because he's like he willing be, to work, walk across exactly, the walk, walk exactly. to the other side and talk to them exactly, which is the which world
1: needs. The world needs more John Kasich, but unfortunately, he's only been slandered by both the left and the right. Here's That's what true. I think, here's what I think is happening in the world right now. So. Politics in, I think politics is going, regardless of how many parties you have, politics is always going to be some form of binary. And I think the binary now has moved from like liberal conservative to extremist versus moderate. You can be slightly left of center. You can be slightly right of center. You are on the same team. You can be very far left or very far right. You are on that, on the same team.
0: You're not exactly on the same team. I would say it's more like woke versus liberal is where the world is at. Where even conservatives like they are allying up with the
1: liberals. That's that's precisely the wrong fight to fight. I okay. I'm going to go back to the twenty. I want to say seventeen French presidential elections, where the final round of the presidential, the two, the. So France is like two stages of presidential elections. One where everyone runs and then the final round where only two people run. The mm-hmm. final round was between Marine Le Pen who's mm-hmm. far right and Emmanuel mm-hmm. Macron. Mm-hmm. Macron won by a landslide. That America sadly has only a binary because you have primaries within the party. Yep. But it's a clear choice, man. You have to go with the moderate. Whoever the moderate is it has to be the moderator. On moderate. either
0: side, exactly.
1: And I see why you like uh, support Biden because he is whatever you want to say about his mental or uh, rather cognitive state, he is a moderator.
0: Yeah, and, and again he's like one of those people who's willing to work with the other side. He's always mm-hmm. been that way. He's yeah, I mean, I don't listen to any of these right wingers like a, freaking I, out about Biden. He's a very He's a very reasonable guy, man. I mean, he, I'm sure he'll work with Republicans on stuff. He's not going to be a pain in the ass. He's going to... Things are going to be normal-ish. Things are going to get better. And it's it's going to be less chaotic. And so I welcome Biden. And like right-wingers create hysteria about him because that's their job. They want their candidate to win. So oh, their job is sure, to oppose sure. anyone. But even they know that Biden is a very decent candidate. They just push push anti-Biden rhetoric because they have to because they want their side to win but Biden is just okay you know like I I don't buy any of this right wing BS on him he's okay I mean he, he has his flaws for sure and yeah the cognitive decline is just one of them there's probably several more mainly if he's physically and mentally weak then who's actually calling the shots that's a question that you know the right wing always pushes this conspiracy theory that the squad will actually be running the country. Then there's no, no evidence to back that no. up at all. But, but that's all they do. They do that because they want their candidate to win. But everybody knows that Biden is going to be a reasonable and pretty awesome president. And he's like a stand-up guy, okay? Like, I have huge respect for him. I hope that Americans get it together and vote for him and vote this moron out of the office. Because whatever, like, my politics might not completely align with the left. But I think, I think I, if I was thing, American, that's, I would that's the still point. vote for Biden. Yeah.
1: That's the point I was making. It's no longer left versus right. The binary is moderate versus extremist and you vote with the moderate. Look, the thing I wish that, that was
0: true. I mean, I wish more conservatives saw it that way. But I don't know. John this is Casey,
1: etc. do. Mm-hmm. I mean... Conservatives who feel that way. But the Democrats also have to realize that you have to condemn your side of extremists.
0: I know, man. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard, right? We are able to do it. Why can't they?
1: I mean, if there is one thing that might... The Democrats have to promise safety as well, man. You... Trump is going to keep shifting goalposts. All he needs
0: to do is just play videos, man. He has... Hours and hours of footage from Portland, Seattle, Kenosha, Minneapolis. He just needs to play them on repeat. That's it.
1: All of this is happening in like Democrat run cities. Seattle, Chicago. Exactly.
0: Oh yeah, I left out Chicago. Exactly. And the funny thing about that Chris Murphy tweet is like, he he was like, a cop violence, police violence is bad and destroying properties, property with violence is also bad. And the last sentence of the punchline, it's not that hard. And then he was made to delete it because it is that hard to call both out. Being in his party, it is that hard to even make a reasonable statement like that. right? How sad Sad, is that?
1: That is really, really sad.
0: Speaking of that, let's talk about the RNC which just got over. Did you catch Mm -hmm. any video highlights of the RNC?
1: Oh, by the way, we really should have called this podcast Brownie Points.
0: <laughs> i love that i love that i liked that oh, tweet i, I like that tweet. that was pretty brilliant
1: nikki Haley being the counterweight to kamala harris and coming up with her <laughs> own <laughs> like, oh God. was
0: it nimrata randhava
1: her full name is uh nimrat nikki randhava
0: Nimrath. it's not nimrata Nik-
1: no nimrat nikki Randhawa.
0: very punjabi name
1: very punjabi name I really oh, liked uh, Tim Scott's speech.
0: Me too. Oh my God, he would make a great president someday.
1: Or as he is called. People on were Twitter, saying Tim Uncle Scott,
0: Tim. Uncle Tim. <laughs> 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 so offensive, man. Nikki and Tim should run together. I think they can. That would be a power team.
1: Both of them are South Carolina, right? South
0: Carolina, exactly. Oh my God, that's the dream team. See that again, like that would be like a really great team, I think. Apart from being pro-life, I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they'll be willing to work with people on the other side. I hope so, but I'm excited for that duo. And yeah, I, I want the first female president to be Nikki Haley. I'm very excited about that. Uh, if it she, happens. Seems,
1: she seems sensible. She, okay. I'm clear, strictly going to judge people by moderate versus extremist from now on. She's a moderate. Mm. I can live mm. with that. Mm.
0: Same. Same. I won't call her super-moderate, but yeah, definitely more moderate than anyone on the left, I guess.
1: She's not Ted Cruz.
0: Yeah, she's definitely not. She's definitely not.
1: Speaking of which, he didn't speak, right?
0: Um, yeah, I don't think he spoke. Yeah, I don't think he spoke. No, he didn't speak.
1: His face must have melted at last.
0: What do you think of this snake Senator Tom Cotton? He actually looks like a snake or a lizard. But I'm threatened by him, which is why I'm comparing him to animals. I'm actually scared of him. Why? He's again like part of this Sagar Sagarangety populist vibe. Dude. <laughs> those people threaten me so much. I hate them so much. I mean, Man, no offense guys- to Sagar. It's like I watch his show and you know, like I like him sort of, but I also feel threatened by him. And so I'm scared guys- of those people.
1: Those guys are the least threatening to me because they remind me of Indian politicians. They're socially <laughs> conservative and fiscally liberal.
0: What? I know what's the worst of both worlds? How does such <laughs> combinations exist and how how is like a person our age belonging to that category, like Sagar? Oh God, Today he tweeted out that somebody posted on his Instagram like a photo of them smoking weed while watching his show and that distressed him quite a bit apparently and so now it's like all the fans of of his show The Rising are like posting onto his Instagram photos or videos of them smoking weed and watching his show like oh my god he's like oh god worst of both worlds seriously
1: I mean that's just how Indian politicians are so I don't So yes, in that. No, I feel threatened
0: because they would screw my life as a legal immigrant, and also like their social conservatism is just oh, it's the worst. And so yeah, it's the worst of both worlds, according to me. So I'm
1: threatened. What I okay, like I said before, as an as an Indian, I am a one single issue voter when it comes to American politics, and that issue is China. Both Sagar, Angle and uh, Tom Cotton Tom,
0: is also uh, very China. much anti-China. China
1: hawks—they're both China. So
0: yeah, I love how you call Sagar Angul. <laughs> I like the inflection on the angle It's very uh-huh. fitting. It's very fitting. So,
1: yeah. as an Indian, that's what I care the most about.
0: Fair enough. I mean, yeah, Tom Cotton rails hard against China, even in his speech uh-huh. at the RNC. He harped a lot about that. Like, that's his pet cause apart from legal immigration. So, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Although I'm still threatened by them. But, uh, yeah, fair point. Um, What else stood out from the RNC? Did you see Trump's acceptance speech?
1: No, actually, I didn't. I saw the Covington teenagers talk.
0: What did you think of that? He's grown up a lot, man. He turned <laughs> into a man.
1: He still looked like a kid, though.
0: No, I felt like he matured a lot. I mean...
1: I don't know why he was there.
0: I don't know why he was there, but it was a good tactic, I feel. I felt like it was like a punchline. It's not going to get Trump any more votes, because the people who hate him already hate him forever. And the people who like him, like him forever. But I felt like it was just like a PR stunt sort of.
1: Yeah, for me, besides uh Tim Scott. But I like
0: the way he handled the whole issue mm. and I like that he won. And I think he was unfairly maligned and I'm glad he won the lawsuits and I hope he has this a great future ahead because he seems like a very decent kid. So yeah, uh-huh. I mean, except for the MAGA part, I think he's a very decent kid.
1: <laughs> oh God.
0: I mean, come on. Nobody who's MAGA is like going to be seen in the highest regards by me at Uh, least.
1: Okay, fair enough. I think on the balance, the RNC had better speakers than the DNC. Yeah, I, I
0: felt mean, and also like yeah. one huge difference I felt was that DNC, all the speeches were about how Trump is the worst and how you need to exactly. vote for Biden exactly. to remove Trump. Nobody found out what is Biden's plans or policies from mm-hmm. that. Whereas mm-hmm. tr- whereas the RNC focused on Trump's achievements in the last four years and Biden's lack of achievements in the last 40 years. And so they compared and contrast and then they also gave a like a preview into what will the next four years look like. So it was more substantive, substantiative in that sense. Although a lot of it was fake news, like a lot of it was like BS, but but I agree that it was, but I felt overall it was more there was a punchline. It it, it was power packed. And DC was a nothing
1: burger. And yeah, when I say the DNC the RNC had better speakers, I don't mean bigger name speakers. Obviously the DNC had more famous people talking. Mm-hmm. but the RNC had a better message
0: for sure it was- for sure there was more it substance in their message the DNC all they did I watched all of them all of them were just oh my god Donald Trump has ruined America oh my god America is suffering from racial and social injustice we need to heal. We need to come together. We need to remove Trump out of office. We need to elect Biden. But they ne- And Biden will make America great. Biden will restore equity. And that's all they said. It was all just punch dialogues. There was no like masala. It was, was all no intangible.
1: Content. It was yeah. all intangible. There were no tangibles.
0: Like, yeah. Nobody knows what a Biden presidency will look like. I mean, even I don't. I, I still think I would vote for him. But the point is like it didn't focus on what he would do. It was just about how Trump was bad. Orange man, bad. Vote for Biden. Orange man, bad. That's all it was. Whereas RNC, they talked about the riots. They talked about police. They talked about the economy. They talked about COVID. They talked about so many different issues, man. And and not that, you know, Trump has handled all of these issues well enough. But oh, at like, least there's substance.
1: As a UFC fan, I kind of like Dana White's speech at the RNC.
0: Oh, I think I missed that. Who is that?
1: He's the president of the UFC.
0: Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. My knowledge in sports has always been pitiable and that continues to be true. So, uh-huh. yeah. And and in the RNC, there was a speech by, um, okay, this was heartbreaking, dude. There was a speech by a lady the, whose husband was a retired cop and he was David like, he's, sorry?
1: David Don's widow. David,
0: David yeah, widow. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that lady. Um, it was heartbreaking to watch that video. They, they, yeah. That was a really powerful video, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Same with the Biden, the, the little kid with the stutter. I think that was really powerful. Even the, and uh, it's like a stand-up example of what a great guy Biden is. I really love Biden.
1: The, I forget what profession, but a working class woman who said that when I spoke to Biden, I felt like he cared. That was oh, powerful. was that?
0: Oh, yes. That was the lady who operates the elevator or elevator. Like the security in New York Times office something building.
1: Of sort, something of that sort, yeah.
0: Yeah, she operates like the New York Times office building elevators. she was like, which, most people don't even talk to me or make eye contact. But he took a minute a to of, ask how says I do
1: lot. Says a lot about the people who work at the New York Times.
0: Indeed. I think that's what she was also subtly hinting without losing (laughs) her job. (laughs) No, but that also says a lot about Biden because most people Mm -hmm. don't care, man. And most high-profile people won't. He's such a stand-up guy. He's such a sweet guy. I mean, he's a great guy, man. These right-wingers can go suck it. Like, seriously, Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson, try all you want to badmouth Biden. You can't come up with much. That's why you're doing all this empty...
1: And the Democrats have been super smart. So the so Trump back in the day used to keep propping up Ilhan Omar and what's the other woman's name?
0: Rashida Taleb.
1: Rashida Taleb. As like and if if Bernie Sanders was the candidate, those people would have been way more in the limelight because they're obviously all Bernie surrogates. So in that sense, the social engineering that Barack Obama did to ensure Biden wins is was very effective for the Democrats because now these guys have been completely pushed to the side. Besides AOC of course, you can't push her to the side because in my opinion, after Trump, she is the second most popular politician in the US.
0: Not only in your opinion, I think it's true. Um, I mean, it's probably true. It's very likely true. She will run for president someday. Would you want to vote for her?
1: I don't think her economics would... I think she's... Okay, here's what I think. Uh, I would not vote for her because her economics don't align. Her economic policies will not align with mine. But By that you mean you... that,
0: that... Her, econo- her knowledge in economics is not great.
1: No, I think you can have a lot of knowledge and still take away the wrong interpretation.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Um, but I think AOC uh, is a person of very strong integrity. Like mm-hmm. I respect her rise as a politician, and uh, I feel like there's a lot. I think a she's a badass.
0: Against... I think she's badass. Yeah, but I yeah. don't agree with her at all on on like economics. Uh, on
1: yeah, there's yeah. a lot. But can... otherwise,
0: I do agree with her on many other things.
1: There's a lot you can say about AOC, but there's very little you can say against her on a pers- at a personal level. I don't. I yeah, think she's a pretty. Yeah.
0: She comes across.
1: As a I very think. genuinely warm person.
0: Warm, I don't know about that, but genuine for sure. Very charismatic. She has all the good qualities yeah. to be in politics. Besides, I think Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson versus AOC would be an interesting battle.
1: See, they Tucker, might
0: even come together on some policies, I guess. So see Tucker Carlson. Is kind pol- of, populism.
1: He's the anti AOC. He. Has the hairstyle and personality of a broomstick. <laughs> I mean, he makes very good zingers that I'll give him, but he thinks things through and is obviously a smarter, more analytical person than AOC. So, yeah,
0: more analytical, I would say, but also extremely drowning in his own partisanship yeah. at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Like- his oh god, his analysis on Biden has just been oh, that's very that's cringy. that's his, I'm that's listening his job. to. That. That's, his job. that's just yeah, yeah. It's just so cringy. I don't tata think he believes. is
1: not talking about I don't the think, democrats, he is quite, pretty much on point, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he is talking, about yeah, I like just, his, talking,
0: yeah, when he's talking about these riots and stuff, he's so on point, yeah. except when he said, I guess. Yesterday or by day before way, yesterday, he said, way, is it a surprise that the 17-year-old went and shot people up? And it's not very controversial because, yeah, I mean, if the cops are not taking mm-hmm. any action and there's all this property damage, there will be people coming out with their guns. He is So in that sense, it's not a surprise. He
1: is, by the way, Sagar is spiritual hero.
0: Spirit animal. Yeah, yeah, I know. He, also, I, they, he goes I on his not, show all the time and I he not, about him all the time. I
1: probably won't agree with Tucker Carlson on economics either because he also, I think, leans populist.
0: Yeah, he does lean populist. For sure. And he's very much anti-legal immigration. He thinks that, I mean, yeah.
1: Whatever. You know what he yeah. thinks.
0: But yeah. Tucker. I'm threatened by Tucker also, man.
1: There, is no, there is no one who doesn't threaten us. Maybe Nikki Haley doesn't.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, did you see the whole controversy about how Nikki, Nikki said that uh, even though I faced a few incidents of racism, America by itself is not racist. And a couple of left-wingers, including some people I really like, like Ali Rizvi were like, Oh, she changed her name from Nimrat to Nikki. She did not. Clearly, she was like... She did not. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. And I I commented on it saying that, you know, like, it was her legal middle name was Nikki. And she changed her last name to Haley because she married someone, Mr. Haley, I assume. Mm -hmm. And some guy was like screaming at me saying your name is Hansel because you want to lick the boots of your white colonial masters. (laughs) Keep on pandering to them. You're never going to be white. I was like, if you want me to change my name from Hansel to Hansika, I don't mind doing that, dude. And he wasn't believing me, man. He kept commenting. I think he was just a troll. I had to end up blocking him because I tried my best. I was like, Check out my profile. I have a podcast called Cancel and Gretel. My co-host is called Gretel. That's why my name is Hansel. But he wouldn't believe me. Oh my god. He was convinced that I'm I'm doing this to fight racism. Maybe
1: don't invite woke people to listen into our podcast. Because that increases the chances of us getting doxxed.
0: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. No, it's not like we're not... Okay, never mind. In this episode, I don't feel like we said anything crazy apart from the whole Antifa is a terrorist or whatever. I didn't say it's a terrorist, it should be a terrorist. I said that's like a right wing meme that it should be a terrorist organization. Uh, But yeah, shit, dude. Okay, fine. I'm scared now. I hope we don't get dogs. Why do we get scared every episode? It's like, this keeps happening every episode where we're like nervous that, you I know, we get talks.
1: I don't know why we're scared when hardly anyone even listens. But yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. We have a faithful following of like five people and we're very grateful to you and we'd like it to stay that way.
1: Yeah. Hey, actually, um, if uh, anyone wants to join the podcast, just tweet out to us. We can...
0: Yeah, for sure. We can add you on yeah. because it's going to be the more the merrier and why not? I mean... I'm sure all of these people are feeling the same, Uh that we are the same stifling vibes around them. And so it would be good to chat. And also, I think uh, in one of the next upcoming episodes, which we hope we can tackle some more culture war nonsense, we'll have Orange Man back on the podcast. He said he's interested in talking to us again about those topics. So we'll make that happen. But in the meantime, if somebody else is also interested in joining in, actually, I think there is one guy called James. He follows us. He had earlier told me that he would love to join in sometime. So I think we're gonna we we should probably reach God, out to him. Yeah, he could. Yeah. yeah, he could join. Yeah.
1: So last thing before so, we go, who do you think is gonna win?
0: Win what? The election? Yes. Um, right now it looks like it's gonna be Biden, but um. I don't know. The whole riots thing. I feel like the riots are more upsetting the right-wingers and center-right people, but it's not really going to upset the Biden voters. I mean, it it probably makes them feel scared for their own families, but they'll still vote Biden. And so, yeah, I I think Biden's going to
1: win. What do you think happens if there's a debate? I I personally think right now Biden's winning. Are
0: there going to be debates?
1: That's the whole thing. I think right now Biden is winning. But if there are debates, then I think it's 50-50.
0: It's tough, man. If there are debates,
1: it's 50-50. He's
0: not completely there. He's not completely there. Trump
1: kind of beat Hillary in the debates. Because the only thing I I watched all of the Trump-Hillary debates and the only thing that I remember is Trump saying, Because you'd be in jail. He's
0: so good at he that, is, man. He's he's really he's really talented. He thinks on his feet. In he shit.
1: thinks on his feet.
0: Yeah. Even in his RNC acceptance speech, he had like a script, but momentarily he went off script, and those were so funny. Okay. Like some of yeah, some of his dialogues were like you knew that it wasn't in the script because none of his writers would be stupid enough to <laughs> include that. So he was like, uh, yeah, you'll vote for Biden. If Biden wins, I'm sure he'll be hugging all his family and friends. He might end up even kissing some of them to celebrate. And and then he like laughed. And I'm sure that was not part of the script. You know, making fun of Biden's inappropriate kissing. <laughs> and that was just so spontaneous and amazing. I laughed so hard. And it's like, yeah, he's so good at that. It's It's very hard to beat him in a debate. The like, even Ben Shapiro might not be able to beat him in a debate, man.
1: <laughs> ben Shapiro will cry, man.
0: I know. Speaking of which, have you heard Ben be- Shapiro... Trump
1: will probably call Ben Shapiro the keyword.
0: <laughs> and Ben Shapiro will cry and leave the debate stage. Ben Shapiro gets wrecked. Exactly. Have you heard yeah, his I did. latest I did. rap music? I
1: did, I did. Oh my it's, god.
0: It's, it's super
1: addictive. It's super addictive, Disney, man. How... Oh God! What is with all of these? Ben Shapiro, Sagar, and Getty are all <laughs> our age.
0: No, I don't think he my. He's thirty five or thirty six, Machi. I'm not that old.
1: Whatever. I mean, they're all we're all millennials. These guys Fair are enough. so uptight. Oh my God! I, He's that, so uptight. No, that. I
0: actually think he no. Okay, in defense of Ben, it's like. It's a family program, and he didn't want to say the P word because he felt that
1: children are not nice to say.
0: That's true. Children are not listening to Ben Shapiro. That's true. Yeah, I mean, maybe teenagers, but even then, it shouldn't matter. But he says, doesn't he say the F word?
1: I have no idea.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether he. But yeah, you know how like radio shows have this policy of not Uh using expletives on air. So since he comes from a radio background, I figured that was his rationale. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he doesn't use it in real Mm -hmm. life ever. Mm -hmm. Like he thinks it's degrading to women to use that word. Whereas I don't. I just think it's a synonym. It doesn't matter. Oh my God. Can I tell you something really creepy before we go? Uh, I, I should feel creeped out sharing this. But um, I learned this very late. But in my high school, like talking about sex and stuff was taboo. Like obviously, we're from India, right? And so people, the boys used to call each other Lotus as a swear word. And I would never understand what it was. But it was a synonym for the P word. And so that's all they would use as a code word. And you know, you can imagine the rest. But yeah, I thought that was very interesting. And but it seems like a very Indian oriented slur.
1: Why Lotus?
0: Just get creative. I'm not going to explain this on air. I'll I'll text you about it later. I mean, just okay. get creative. Just pictureize it and
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I'm I was too. But fine, okay.
0: That's about it. That's about it. You just have about to pictureize it. That's about it. Yeah. So sure. on that creepy yeah. note, I think yeah. uh, we are ready to call 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 it a night. This Friday night. So do you have any last words? No. For tonight, I mean, you're not dying just for tonight you never know i hope not come on it is scary times but yeah Yeah. sounds good all right then let's let's wrap this one up and so everyone have a fantastic weekend and stay safe and stay sane and yeah please don't go out and riot. and yeah hopefully we'll see you next week with a brand new episode where we tackle some culture war nonsense and maybe we will have a guest on and yeah, if you want to join our podcast recording session, please do reach out to us. We would love to hear from you guys and you know share anything in common. That would be amazing. So yeah, stay safe and take care. Have a good night. Bye-bye.